Hi, this is James Bradley, Professor of Plastic Surgery at Northwell Health in New York City. I will be reading through our clinical outcome study on facial feminization surgery published in the Aesthetic Journal of Surgery. It was initially published ahead of print last November and is in the current issue of ASJ. In this study, we objectively looked at social perception of gender before and after facial feminization surgery, or we'll call it FFS. In other words, through facial feature modification, avoid misgendering of trans women in public. The study is entitled Facial Feminization Surgery Changes Perception of Patient Gender. Let's go through the abstract. First, the authors were residents Mark Fisher, Steve Liu, Kevin Chen, medical student Ben Zhang, attendings Marcella DiMaggio from Argentina, and myself, James Bradley. Abstract background. The goal of facial feminization surgery is to feminize the sexually dimorphic characteristics of the face and enable trans women to be correctly gendered as female. Studies have demonstrated high patient satisfaction with FFS. However, the correct gendering of patients after FFS has not been objectively studied. Objectives. The aim of this study was to determine if FFS changed the perceived gender of patients in the public eye. Methods. An online survey platform with control images of cisgender males and cisgender females, as well as preoperative and postoperative FFS patients was created. Respondents were asked to identify patients as male or female and to assign a confidence score ranging from minus 10 for masculine and plus 10 for feminine. We used 802 respondents. Results. Cisgender male and female controls were gendered correctly 99 and 99% of the time with a confidence matrix of minus 8.9 for male and 8.9 for female respectively. Preoperative FFS patients were gendered as female 57% of the time with a confidence of 1.4 and that's despite hormone therapy, makeup and hairstyle. By contrast, post-operative FFS patients were gendered as female 94% of the time with a confidence of 7.8. 95% of patients showed a significant improvement in confidence after FFS. In conclusions, this study illustrates that FFS changes the social perception of a patient's gender. Patients after FFS are more likely to be identified as female with a greater confidence than before surgery. And this is despite preoperative female hormone therapy and non-surgical methods that patients use to feminize their appearance. Now let's go through the introduction. Sexual dimorphism or the difference between males and females may be significant in some species, but in humans, there are relatively few body and facial differences. To make themselves more attractive to the opposite sex, both men and women try to accentuate their gender-specific facial features through makeup, hair, jewelry, and even with cosmetic procedures. Patients dealing with gender dysphoria often find it necessary to accentuate gender-specific facial features in order to be gendered correctly. At times, these same patients seek consultation from plastic surgeons to surgically modify facial features. 
pioneered by Doug Osterhout in the 1980s, facial feminization surgery is the term used to describe surgery to modify the sexual characteristics of the face to make them more feminine. These procedures focus on the areas of the face that exhibit the greatest sexual dimorphism, including forehead, orbits, nose, jaw, chin, and thyroid cartilage. When comparing males with females, males have larger, more angular facial features, whereas female have smaller, tapered, softer features. The male forehead is higher with greater brow bossing. Procedures in this region include forehead contouring, like frontal sinus wall setback, a brow lift, and scalp advancement. Female orbits are larger and rounder than male counterparts. As such, orbital contouring to reduce the outer third of the supraorbital ridge and decrease the dimension of the anterior orbital rims are performed. The female nose is smaller and has a more obtuse glabellar angle and a more projected tip. These nasal feminization changes may be accomplished with standard septorhinoplasty techniques. Males have a wider, lower face with a squarer chin. Females have a more tapered, triangular lower face and chin. To change these features, mandibular angle reduction or inferior mandibular border resection and osseous genioplasty with narrowing, vertical shortening, and advancement may be performed. Lastly, males have more prominent thyroid cartilage, which may be modified with a laryngochondroplasty. Each of these facial regions has features that it can be classified as mild, moderate, or severe, thus the modifications may vary. When objectively studying clinical outcomes, it's important to look at patient satisfaction via standardized surveys. And several studies have demonstrated high patient satisfaction with FFS. However, the success of FFS procedures is not only judged by patient satisfaction, but also by public perception of the result. It is currently unknown how often preoperative FFS patients and postoperative FFS patients are misgendered by the public. So to study this, we used an online survey platform, otherwise known as crowdsourcing, to collect large, diverse public opinion on gender identity of FFS patients. Crowdsourcing is a unique tool that has emerged due to the power of the internet and increase, increasing connectivity. It has been used to study other plastic surgery outcomes and enables gathering of opinions from a large and diverse sample. In this study, facial images were used to test whether public perception of gender was accurate with cisgender, that's control male and females, and trans women both before and after FFS. Now let's look at how we conducted this study in the methods section. An online survey was created with frontal and lateral photographs of cis male and cis female preoperative FFS patients and postoperative FFS patients for a total of 50. All FFS procedures were performed between January 2015 and December 2018 following approval of a multidisciplinary team and completion of psychosocial evaluations. All patients in control had similar age and race distributions. FFS patients completed stage facial modification by both hard and soft tissue procedures performed by the senior authors, myself and Dr. DiMaggio. They were chosen 
as consecutive completed patients who completed all stages. The typical hard tissue procedures were documented, including the frontal sinus setback, supraorbital rim reduction, mandibular angle reduction, osseous genioplasty, and laryngotracheal shave. Typical soft tissue procedures, including brow lift shortening, septal rhinoplasty, upper lip shortening, and fat grafting were also documented with the percentage for each. Anonymous crowdsourcing respondents were recruited via the Amazon Mechanical Turk platform. Survey respondents were naive to the study purpose of gender identification. For this, we used distractions like smoking, age inquiry. Surveys were randomly generated for each respondent with the Qualtrics survey design platform to include cis male controls, cis female controls, and either the pre-op or post-operative photos of 20 FFS patients. They were all in randomized order. The respondents were asked to identify the patient's gender as male or female and then assign a confidence score from 0 to 10 for their choice. Statistical analysis was then performed with Stratus statistical software. Now let's look at the results. A total of 802 survey respondents were obtained. Survey respondents were 48% male, 52% female, with an average age of 34 years. Cisgender control patients were correctly gendered 99% of the time. That's for male and female, with a high confidence score of 9.0. Preoperative FFS patients were identified as female only 57.3% of the time with an average confidence of 8.3 for those gendered female and 7.3 for those gendered male. Postoperative FFS patients were gendered 94.3% of the time with an average confidence of 8.7 for female, 6.8 for male. Finally, when comparing preoperative with postoperative FFS, the percentage of patients gendered as female increased by 37% from 57% to 94%. Let's go over the discussion. The results of plastic surgery procedures are often judged subjectively. The perception of beauty differs by culture, age, sex, and race. Much less is known about gender perception, except that it is an extremely efficient cognitive process, and this process is acquired early during childhood. Until now, the success of FFS has been measured by surgeon and patient satisfaction reports. Although patient satisfaction is important, one of the most important goals of FFS is to be socially recognized as female. Our results demonstrated that preoperative FFS transgender patients who are on hormonal therapy for an extended time and use hair and makeup to feminize their face are only correctly gendered by the public about half of the time, whereas after FFS, patients are correctly gendered as female 94% of the time. In addition, viewers were more confident in identifying the postoperative FFS patients as female and less confident in identifying them as male than the preoperative FFS images. This illustrates that after FFS, patients are not only more likely to be recognized with the correct gender, but also with more confidence. These data demonstrated that preoperative FFS patients 
who have undergone hormonal therapy and used cosmetic hair to feminize their appearance are still misgendered almost half the time. More importantly, we demonstrated that FFS was successful in changing the perceived gender of trans women patients. It should be understood that femininity includes more than just static frontal and lateral images of the facial features. Femininity may be judged by our one's style of walking, the tone of their voice, sitting style, posture, and even the use of hands. However, FFS is a necessary step to achieve a female social identity. Certain FFS procedures may be more responsible for changing social gender identity than others. A future study may serve to determine which procedures are more important. In addition, future studies are necessary to correlate patient satisfaction with patient gender perception. So in conclusion, FFS is a powerful technique with high patient satisfaction. This study illustrates that before FFS, patients were correctly gendered by a large public forum about half of the time, despite the use of hormonal therapy, hair, and makeup. More importantly, our study showed that after FFS, patients were significantly more likely to be identified as female and more confidently so. After FFS, patients were gendered correctly almost as often as cisgender female control patients. Future studies are required to determine which FFS techniques are most responsible for correct female gendering. Before finishing, I wanted to note that this is one study in a series of studies on FFS. The initial study documented how preoperative virtual planning techniques lead to safer, more efficient, and more accurate surgery. The second study was similar to the study described here except that artificial intelligence in the form of neural networks with facial recognition software was used. This study also showed that FFS was successful in having trans women recognized by the correct gender. This has been James Bradley. Thank you for listening.